with Elite Eye Care. Chance for the Twins to start the season with five wins in a row for the first time since 1968 when they visit the Marlins tonight with Kenta Maeda opposing Sandy Alcantara on the mound. Cardinals host the Braves as Dylan Dodd makes his Major League debut on the mound for Atlanta. Steven Matz goes for the Cardinals. The celebration continues for UConn after the Huskies beat San Diego State to win the NCAA title, capping one of the most dominating runs in tournament history. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday get two for one on the best wings in town. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Matt Mattis there and momentarily David Eicholt uh, coming up. He's back from uh, Dallas. We will pick his brain. We will not go down the Clark v. Reese uh, feud, if you want to call it that. Certainly not in this chair. Anyways, uh, let's get to Matt Mattis there and Sports Info Solutions. We said it's more than just football. They're terrific, terrific uh, website, Sports Info Solution. Matt Manasseran, longtime NFL scout, both the Cleveland Browns and the New Orleans Saints, and he is back with Trent and I uh, to talk another year's of NFL draft, and we are grateful. Matt, it's uh, again, thank you so much for doing this uh, here in Des Moines. Our audience loves to hear the draft conversation. How are you? I'm doing great. Happy to talk draft. It's it's springtime. This is this is the most fun time of year. It truly is, and the draft is uh, not too far from us. What about three hours south of Des Moines in Kansas City? And as many NFL fans as reside in this market, I'm feeling that a lot will make their way down there. Of course, the home of the uh, now Super Bowl champions. So let's uh, let's start at the top and let's get the easy stuff out of the way, if you will, Matt. Uh, and with with the quarterbacks in Carolina, who made a a bold move to move from nine to one. I, I like what the Bears did. I thought they got a a fair return. Carolina now gets their pick at the top of the quarterback board. Uh, here, Frank Wright likes tall quarterbacks. That's why Bryce Young has got no shot to be a Panther. Dot dot dot. Can't believe anything as you say or that is said. Rather, uh, how are what will the Panthers do? What does Sports Info Solutions say they should do with the one pick? Yeah, what they should do, what they will do. I think you're right to call out that Frank Wright has the history with the big quarterbacks, but. You know, the more uh, we study these guys, the more that I see that Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are really close, really neck and neck as our top quarterback prospects this year. But they're also very different prospects. And Bryce Young, you mentioned the size thing, and that's what it is. It's, it's does he have not just the height, but can he stay healthy? Like we've seen, we've seen Tua, and what Tua was in 2022 was everything that that you'd want from Bryce Young, and Bryce Young can be all that and then more. But then also you saw kind of the, the horror of what can come when Tua is injured because he can't protect himself. And Bryce Young's even smaller than Tua was coming out. So it's almost like an even more extreme version of that same guy. Uh, with all that said, when you watch him play, he's a really special player. Um, and it, it does remind me more, actually, of when Kyler Murray was coming out. And for as much as when you talk to NFL scouts and all the people that, that I've dealt with in all my different career stops, um, as much as they'll avoid exceptions, and, and a lot of people tend towards C.J. Stroud because you're not having to pick an exception, there's also this just special quality about Bryce Young that everybody sees and everybody wants a piece of, where it's like if this guy was 
you know, the bigger quarterback, if you did have faith that he could stay healthy, because I don't care about his height. He's been playing this height his, his whole life. He's right. playing just fine. Um, but uh, it does scare me. It does scare me in terms of the injury risk that, that's present there. But if I was in those shoes, I still think I would go with him, even despite that, because he's got some of those special traits. And, uh, yeah, injury risk is a real thing, but you also want to get the best possible players when you have a chance at the top of the draft. Size, it's something that is talked about, but as we've seen success of smaller quarterbacks here recently, does that make it easier to swallow it and say, ultimately, the tape comes back and the best player in this draft is Bryce Young? I mean, does the success of a Kyler Murray, yeah, he's banged up right now, do guys like that, Drew Brees, different kind of quarterback, but a shorter quarterback, does that make it easier to swallow a guy going number one like him? Yes and no. Um, when I worked for Mickey Loomis in, in New Orleans, he always came back to a big, I think it was a parcel thing that he got, but whatever it was, was you don't want to draft exceptions because then you end up with a team full of exceptions, and a team full of exceptions can't beat anybody. Um, you really do want to focus on getting big, strong, fast players, and that includes the quarterback position. And the biggest reason, uh, one of my other bosses, uh, Michael Lombardi, would say, uh, you know, there's a place in football for the little guys, just not behind all those big guys. Um, and and that, is, that is true, too. I mean, if you just picture yourself standing behind an NFL offensive line, you start feeling out of position. They start feeling out of place really quickly. Uh, Bryce Young is a, is a regular-sized guy, uh, just kind of back there. He's just got extra special athleticism. So I really think there is something to be said for it. And just like we saw some successes, like you could say Kyler Murray had some successes, you could also say that you've seen some, some of the risks lately. Uh, Baker Mayfield at this point is basically kind of flamed out on his career. Mm-hmm. He was the number one pick that didn't have the typical number one pick physical tools. And, and we've seen how that's gone. Now, I think people think that Bryce Young has the physical tools in more of a Kyler Murray kind of sense. It's just you've got to look past this one thing. And in Bryce Young's case, he's even thinner than Kyler Murray was. So um, you're sort of, like I said, it's like, Heck, if you're the Miami Dolphins right now, you've got Tua. You're feeling pretty good about your quarterback situation until he's injured. And I think that's probably how you'll feel about Bryce Young, which is why I say that guy's worth a number one pick. But um, this is all, you know, we got it. we're taking on risk here. This is, uh, this is football, and uh, you've got to be, you gotta be uh, less risk-averse if you want to actually win Super Bowls. Uh, you know, I want to go back to last year's draft and, and ask you about where you saw what you saw in Brock Purdy prior to the draft. We we know the history where he went, etc., and how it turned out when uh, injuries finally thrust him into the spotlight, and he took full advantage of that. So you mean we're going to see the the guys at the top of the draft, and there's going to be four of them in all likelihood. I don't know if Hooker will go in the first round just because of the injury, but a guy like Brock Purdy. Um, who fell all the way to the very last pick in the NFL draft? You can you just because you're not a first round pick. I mean, he's proven that uh, you know you can do that. There's not a lot of them in his spot. But what did the NFL miss on Brock Purdy that he was able to come in and have the success? Was it purely where he landed up with Kyle Shanahan in that offense? There has to be something more with Purdy. There's no doubt that where he landed helped, and I think also like right now. As great as Brock Purdy played towards the end of last year, I don't think anybody's putting him in as like a top 10 quarterback right now. But certainly being Mr. Irrelevant did not match up with, with the way that he performed. I think he's still undefeated basically when he's actually healthy on the field. Um, a quarterback like that, um, 
to, to some extent, we're, we're predicting young men and how they're going to turn out in radically uncertain situations. So, like, sometimes that'll just happen. Uh, what you saw from him, you probably watched it as much Brock Purdy as I did when he was uh, playing, because he certainly had a ton of playing experience. But he never appeared to be somebody who had any of the physical tools that really wowed mm-hmm. you. And he never was so productive over that time where, where you had that sort of Baker Mayfield-type vision for him in terms of being able to put it together. Uh, maybe he was a prisoner of his own offense a little bit. Um, maybe we just missed in terms of mm-hmm. what, what we should have seen there. But, uh, but ultimately, I think more than anything else, he got into a really good system. And it's an inexact science when you're trying to predict how 22-year-olds are going to perform uh, on an NFL field. Yeah, just full disclosure, I, ne- I thought he'd never throw a pass in the league. So, you know, anyways. <laughs> and here we are. Right. Jalen hey, Carter. Kyle, Kyle Shanahan drafted him, right? Yep. And yep. he still had two quarterbacks ahead of That's him on the depth point. chart. Yep. <laughs> the whole year, yeah. Gave it a shot and looked how it turned out. Well, Jalen Carter is a guy that mm. is incredibly intriguing as a football player. Off the field, a lot of questions. Right after he left the combine early, he is arrested in Athens, and then he shows up for a workout, 10 pounds overweight. There is, There are a lot of red marks about him. On the field, he is productive. He is a stud. Off the field, you wonder, where are you right now with Jalen Carter? You know, I'm happy that I don't have to be in the position of, uh, of evaluating the character and doing all that digging, because when, when you're an NFL scout, that's, that's as big a part of your job as anything. Um, right now where I sit, I look mostly at the film and, and what you see on the field, and the guy's unbelievable. Um, he's our number two ranked player overall, um, positions aside in the draft. Will Anderson is the only player that we have over him, and I would have told you for the last three years that I thought Will Anderson was the best player in college football. So um, this is a, an awesome prospect. He's got all pro ability. Um, he can walk on the field his rookie year and have 10 sacks, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. We talk about a dominant, dominant talent. Um, you look at the Georgia defense that lost all those players to the NFL from their championship team and then just went back and won a national championship again. It wasn't Stetson Bennett. It was this guy. It was, it was a lot more uh, uh, that sort of stuff that, that really made Georgia so special. So I think this is a special prospect from an on-the-field standpoint. We can think of other defensive line and defensive tackle prospects in the past. An Adamican Sue comes to mind when wow. you talk about uh, what do we make of this guy personality-wise, but, oh, boy, he's a freak when he's actually out there. Um, to me, in my experience, I find it very hard to find a defensive lineman with what, what you or I would call normal personalities. Uh, <laughs> those are those yep. are exceedingly rare, and I'm not trying to excuse any off-the-field behavior, yep. and I'm definitely concerned about somebody that comes in overweight to work out, but then you go back and you flip on the film, and you see what he did during the season, and uh, this is a special prospect, in my opinion. To me, uh, I think he's a he should be a top ten pick uh, overall. Um, I hope that uh, there's nothing more than meets the eye in terms of some of the off the field stuff, and that can uh, sort of fade into the background. But um, this is this is the sort of player that you bring into your defensive line, and and you start having a game plan for him specifically. Matt Mattis, Saren Sports Info Solutions, longtime NFL uh, scout is our guest. We'll get to the locals here in the weeks ahead if we don't touch them all today. Uh, you know, I want to stick with Georgia, and another guy got a little bit of trouble after the national championship game for letting his hair down, and why wouldn't you? Uh, that's Stetson Bennett, who I not, I mean, I wasn't sure. He had to bounce around before he ever got an opportunity to play in college. 
And here he is after leading his team to back-to-back national championships, seemingly on the uh, precipice of getting an opportunity to be an NFL, maybe not starter, maybe he will. Where are you on Stetson Bennett, and how surprised are you that you're there after what you saw early in his career? I'd be very, very surprised if he was an NFL starter, like like Brock Purdy's level surprise, if he was an NFL starter. Uh, even so, still at this point. Um, when you look at him, I think that it's really easy to just look at him and think, okay, this guy, you know, he's, uh, like I said, like 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 Bryce Young is, is my size. Stetson Bennett kind of like looks like me athletically. Um, <laughs> but uh, what I will say is I think he gets a little bit underrated in terms of his athleticism. He's pretty athletic. We've seen him turn in and run, and I think that gets a little bit clouded just because of the, the way he looks a little bit as far as that goes. And then we've seen him perform in like all he's done is win these two national championships and, and been that guy for his team. I could give a damn about uh, quote unquote immaturity. You know, after winning my second national championship, okay, you could be a little bit immature, I guess. Right. But um, but even so, I do see his skill set as NFL backup skill set. Uh, the size is not there. The athleticism was good for college football, but he becomes a pretty average athlete. Right. You know, he's not running away from NFL defensive linemen quite so easily. And uh, at the end of the day, like I said, you know, it happened with Brock Purdy. It wouldn't shock me uh, if he got on the field. But I see this a little bit more like a prospect that I look back on named Kellen Moore. Mm. He came out of Boise State, yep. lacked a lot of physical tools, did nothing but one win uh, when he was out there. Was uh, drafted, undrafted? I don't remember as a backup. I think he was a seventh-round pick for the Cowboys. But eventually... They groomed him into an offensive coordinator. And uh, I think that, that might be a more realistic career path than to think Stetson Bennett is going to continue uh, as an NFL starting quarterback. Bijan Robinson, uh, seen all over the place. We know running backs are not what they once were when it comes to the NFL draft. What makes him such a special prospect? And I've seen him, in fact, I saw a new one today on CBS that had him mocked to number 10 as the Eagles sit there with the Saints pick. What makes B. John Robinson a different running back prospect than some of the other great running backs we've seen recently? So whenever you start talking about running back prospects, I think there's two things that you really need to do. Number one, you can't just be a great running back. You also have to really impact the pass game in, in, a, in a big way. He checks that box. Number two, you can't just be good because there are so many good running backs. You have to have some sort of freak ability. You have to have some, something that, that, that um, is electric when the ball touches your hands in terms of your playmaking ability. And Bijan checks that box, too. He's just got, um, yeah, like he's got the things you need. He's got the size. He's got the time, speed, all that kind of stuff, good contact balance. But this is somebody who has explosive, explosive playmaking ability when the ball is in his hands. Check that box. And he's somebody who can impact the game from a passing standpoint. You'd like to see a little bit more as a pass protector, but at the end of the day, I think you could kind of put Bijan in the same conversation as a Josh Jacobs when he came out a few a few years ago in terms of this is an every down back with all the tools in the world. You know, you might end up splitting his time with somebody just especially while he's young younger in his career. But at the end of the day, you never have to take this player off the field and he can play as a receiver or as a running back for you. So you don't have to change personnels, but you can change personnel groups just by having him line up differently. 
Matt Manasarin, uh, I, I have to ask you a selfish question just because my draft, my team doesn't get to play for the first two rounds of the draft. And that's because they made an egregious mistake in Russell Wilson. One of the go down is one of the biggest mistakes in the history of the NFL. Um, that's my opinion. But how can you fix this? Because Sean Payton's, uh, he's brilliant, right? Brilliant. I, I truly believe Absolutely that. Brilliant. Um, can he, is Russell Wilson at this age, at this point in his career, is he fixable? So, Having worked with Coach Payton, I can tell you that he is going to do everything in his power to remove every excuse possible that could possibly keep Russell Wilson from being back to Russell Wilson, what he was, and be somewhat similar to what what Drew Brees was in Sean Payton's offense there. Um, He is going to make sure that the offensive line gets solidified. He's going to make sure that they have a proper pass-blocking plan. He's going to make sure everybody understands the protection. He's going to make sure the receivers are staying after and making sure that they're working with Russell Wilson to make sure they have the best chemistry. He's going to sign free agents if he needs to. He will move mountains. He will spend money. He is a powerful, powerful man, and he will flex his power to make sure he's got everything that he needs to make that offense work. That's the way that he was in New Orleans. And for better or worse, you always knew that the offense was going to be taken care of because he was going to take care of it. So Russell Wilson's best chance to succeed is with Sean Payton. Um, And I also think it ends up being a pretty good fit in terms of having somebody with that skill set for uh, Sean Payton's offense. Um, You know, a lot of people forget that he was a college quarterback, a sort of Mm -hmm. undersized college quarterback who – this kind of West Coast style stuff that, that he's been famous for. So I think it's every opportunity for Russell Wilson. And if Russell Wilson's not good enough at the end of the year, then Coach Payton will move on and he'll figure out somebody that, that can get it done. So um, it sounds too logical. It sounds like almost like, oh, that can't just be the plan to not just like figure it all out right now. But I think that that's how, I think that that's how Coach will, will look at things. And I think he'll start trying to get somebody in younger that, that he can start developing there. But at the end of the day, he's going to have a competition and he's going to make everybody earn what they have to do. And along the way, he's going to give them everything they need in order to, to maximize their potential. And that's why he's a great coach. I'm all in. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back to the draft with the remainder of the questions in the weeks ahead. We'll get to the locals. Yep. Didn't want to do that all in one day. Matt Menacerin, so glad that uh, you're with us here uh, for the next few weeks. We really appreciate all the info that you bring to the program. Thank you, Matt Menacerin. Sports Info Solutions, anything you'd like to tell us about the site? Yeah, check it out. NFLDraft.SportsInfoSolutions.com. You can check out all the rankings, all the scouting reports. And I don't think I even mentioned the statistics yet. That's which is primarily what we do over at Sports Info Solutions. So check it out, and I'm excited to talk to you guys again next week. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate you coming on. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Yep, thank you. Uh, Matt Manasarin, Sports Info Solutions. Fantastic resource if you love the NFL draft. Apologize for the selfish one there at the end. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> you know, there are... the problem I'm not that, the only one. No, you're, there's <laughs> right. certainly... Yeah. They're top ten in this market. I think so. I think... Because of the run in the 90s. The locals? Yep. Obviously. For sure. So there's four. Mm-hmm. Cowboys, Cowboys. Steelers. Steelers. Agree. 49ers. Yeah, maybe. There's a lot of people the in my young. generation no, that agree. are Niners fans. The young in the Montana era. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So a lot of people in their yep. late 30s into their yep. 40s. You want to, are the Dolphins or no? There are plenty of people I know of my era 
that are. Uh huh. We're missing a, we're missing a real easy one. Raiders are no the Raiders too. Raiders are on the list. They're the Raiders. We're still missing an easy one. An easy one for the younger Patriots. Yep. Yeah. So you don't see as many of those last couple of years, do no, you? No. <laughs> and but that's yeah, refreshing. During, during the Ots, boy, all those uh-huh. Patriots jerseys. Uh-huh. Colts, uh, semi-local. Yeah. Peyton did a ton. He did. He did. A lot of people jumped on there. Yep. Yep. He had the Iowa connection with Bob Sanders and Dallas Clark. I know a lot of people kind of jumped on and Fair point. adopted them. Yep. Fair point. Probably top 12 at minimum, I'd say, of the Colts. Mm-hmm. That'd be a fun one. You know, I told you years ago, and this is going back maybe 15 years now, I talked to the sales director over at Shields. I don't know if that person's even in that role anymore over there. But I asked him, you know, sales-wise, one through four of the locals, what it was. He said it's incredibly close. And it kind of moves up and down depending Mm -hmm. on who's good. But he said bears are probably the highest, but it is a very close one. I put them all at 25% because we're splitting hairs. Well, and now, I mean, the Chiefs are... Definitively number well, one sure. of the locals just right. because of the success. Uh-huh. You're going to buy more gear with your team, right? Yep. When you're better. But that next tier, that'd be a fun conversation for somebody that's kind of in that business. Here's here. a question. Who's number 32 <sighs> in the mar- in our market? Texans. I just, that's what I was going to say. Because Jaguars, I've, I've seen more Jaguar stuff than I ever would have thought. Yeah. I think that they were 32 for a long they, time. Yeah. Texans are hard to wrap your They really are, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that they got parked in the early wildcard game year after year <laughs> after year when they qualified for it. It's like the old Drake Invitational. You had the yeah. Texans wildcard. Uh, Caitlin Clark has just won the Wooden Award. And being interviewed on SportsCenter. Yeah, I didn't want to say that part, Trent, because I like to keep our audience. Oh, well. <laughs> you can go back and watch it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, this, uh, this was yesterday. This is old. <laughs> No, it's new. Uh, we'll take a time out. Before we do that, though, time for another $1,000 home run. Here's a perk to keep you listening. Head to KXNO.com right now and enter the keyword bills. Bills at KXNO.com. Bills at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Bills at KXNO.com. More opportunities all afternoon long with Murph and Andy and then with the KXNO Drive. We will be back with David Eicholt uh, coming up next. What does Iowa need to do, the women's program need to do to capitalize on this meteoric rise that this program is on. We'll do that when we come back. Trent's Plays of the Day as well. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. If you own a house, you've got a huge asset. And everyone's looking at it. With Wall Street investors buying up homes in Des Moines and renting them out like never before, you have to wonder, what do they see in your big asset that you don't? The truth is, If you sell your home instead of renting it, you can kiss your asset goodbye. Especially with today's higher interest rates, the best way to save your asset is to rent it out instead. Does renting make your asset look big? Yes, it does. Especially when you hire the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse. DIYing your property management is a total pain in your asset. But with Renner's Warehouse, you never have to find tenants, collect rent, or handle pesky maintenance calls again. Don't lose your asset. And stop busting your asset trying to manage it yourself. Go to renterswarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4420.
29. Renner's Warehouse. You can't buy happiness. Dull.net. Trent Kine joined once again by Dr. Ethan Heisman from Elite Eye Care on University Avenue in West Des Moines. Dr. Heisman, you're one of the few eye doctors that provides corneal refractive therapy in Iowa. This is a unique contact lens that is only worn when sleeping at night, similar to maybe a retainer. And what it does is you're wearing it at night, it gently reshapes the eye to correct nearsightedness. So that way during the day, no glasses or contact lenses have to be worn to have crisp vision all day long. Eye exams, contact lenses, eyeglasses, for you and your family. Radio and podcasts. Fuller Associates Family Dental offers a relaxed, family-friendly atmosphere, anxiety and pain management, and the ability to give you the smile that you deserve. As a family-owned and operated small business, Dr. Fuller has been practicing dentistry for over 30 years. Fuller Associates Family Dentistry, located near the Grandview Golf Course, and now their brand new location in Altoona at 509 8th Street Southeast. Fuller Family Dental. Come see what the buzz is all about. Fuller Dentist and Supply. Trent Condon here again for the Urology Center of Iowa. Well, the big bracket is here, but that doesn't mean you can't find sports on TV to watch after your vasectomy. We got baseball's opening day right around the corner. How about if you're a golf fan, that beautiful tournament in Augusta and the Urology Center of Iowa is taking appointments right now for vasectomies. Give them a call, 515-400-3550 or schedule online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it. Get your life back. Back there in Condon, Point Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Again, the keyword for this hour was bills. Bills at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000 more opportunities with Murph and Andy. And then the drive with Heather and Sean. Promise we wouldn't do any more uh, Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark. But I have to say this little piece here, the quote from Caitlin Clark when ESPN continued to push her on, <laughs> wanted to make something out of this. Uh, asked about the gestures, this was Clark's response. We're all competitive. We all show our emotions in a different way. Angel is a tremendous, tremendous player. I have nothing but respect for her. I love her game. I don't think there should be any criticism for what she did. Hopefully that ends everything and we all as a country move on although Trent the men's played their national championship game yesterday and what was everybody talking about that yes David Eichel back from Dallas uh, good to talk to you, David. I Colt, uh, appreciate you coming on. HawkeyeInsider.com. What a weekend. What a season for women's college basketball. The meteoric rise of this sport. I've, I haven't seen anything like it, uh, quite honestly. Um, I'm glad that I scraped my knees jumping on the bandwagon and I'm wearing my bandages proudly. Uh, what, what a year for women's college basketball. Unbelievable. I mean, I, I can... Honestly, say I think more people were excited to watch women's bas- the women's tournament than the men's tournament, yeah. especially down the stretch. And obviously, Caitlin Clark's the, I, the biggest reason, but there are so many stars. And it's going to be very interesting to see what they do going forward because you look at the WNBA draft eligibility rules, you look at the NBA. The men only have to go to college for a year. The women have to go for at least three years. I believe you have to be 22 years of age to declare. So, these women, when they go into college, they have an opportunity to build their own brand, and the star power sticks around. And I think that is absolutely spectacular for the sport. Obviously, the NCAA for the men should not adopt that, but it's just two different games. Mm-hmm. But I really do believe that's a huge part of it. One thing I brought up a little bit earlier is the new contract kicks in for the Big Ten, and that means no ESPN. How impactful do you think that is for Caitlin Clark? And 
with the partner obviously being Fox and having big control. We saw Fox for the first time ever put a regular season women's basketball game on the air, and they did it a couple of times uh, this year of of continuing to capitalize. And non-conference scheduling for Iowa, maybe it's important to find a neutral court game that might be on ESPN, finding a rematch against LSU and putting that at a neutral floor, something like that. The scheduling and also the visibility now with scheduling in the Big Ten, a little bit different, isn't it? No doubt, and I think that's an excellent point. And you know, I think there is some behind-the-scenes talk about trying to find a way to get LSU and Iowa to rematch. I think that would be great if only Monica Sinano had no, at least another year yeah. or at least one more opportunity to play against Angel Reese. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm eager to see what Iowa does through the portal there. But I'll tell you, if you go to Iowa's website, somebody screenshot this to me today. You can no longer put down a deposit for women's season tickets. Really? I really do believe. <laughs> That because they said they need to be able to manage if it's going to be fit to capacity and how many people are interested. I can realistically say it would not surprise me if the women sold out the entire season. We see the wrestling team do it. Unbelievable what's happening with it. That that's remarkable. It truly is. So tell me about the scholarship opportunity. I mean, the uh, how many scholarships the women have open because. Look, the, the, their window uh, of national relevance, I mean, I hope it's here forever. I, I doubt that it will be. She's a generational talent. They ha- If they want to get back there and they want to take that one more step, this team was very close. Um, but if they can go to the transfer portal, is, is there opportunities there? Are they out of scholarships? And, and, and as Trent's mentioned a couple of times to me, it's just something, I mean, you don't picture Lisa Bluter calling somebody into the office and, you know. Sorry. We're not, we got to take that back. Yeah. You're not going to play here. Can, can Iowa realistically add to their team through the portal? Are they in a position to do so? Not at the moment, but remember, I think this week or next week, they're going to have their postseason kind of meeting and, and goal setting and just kind of what the case is going to be. But you need to think about the reality of the transfer portal right now and just the way college athletics is. Roster turnover is an extremely common thing, and I'm never going to speculate if a player is going to transfer or not. That's not my role. Mm-hmm. I think it's irresponsible. To I do. agree with you, by the way. But if somebody does transfer out, I do believe Iowa would explore the portal for a post player. Remember, Kylie Firebach is going to be healthy this season. She missed next season. She'd missed this past season with a torn ACL. I think she could bring some guard depth. And I also think that Molly Davis could have a Philip Robracha kind of jump. I mean, you look at Molly Davis, what she did at Central Michigan before she came to Iowa. I mean, she was a bucket getter. And she kind of, I think, struggled to find her role early on. So I think Iowa's guard play is going to be good next season. I think Molly's going to take a big step forward. Getting Kylie back is going to be huge. So, you know, we'll see what happens, how they replace McKenna Warnock and, and uh, Monica Sinano. But I do think there are some pieces there. But if somebody transfers out, you got to think they're exploring the portal because you talk about how much Lisa Bluter can sell right now. Mm-hmm. And, yes, Caitlin Clark's always going to be the attention getter. But Caitlin Clark passes the ball really yeah, well. she does. Like getting her post players involved, uh, competing in national championships, selling out crowd. I mean, if Iowa gets the N- enters the NIL market as well, I really, really think that there's an opportunity to make a jump as a program. And I don't want to say become a blue blood, but at least become a top five, mm-hmm. top ten program every single year in women's college basketball. So who if they get a portal big, and we know that the work that Jan Jensen does with post players, Meg Augustison, but we can go back during her whole tenure as an assistant coach and just how good she is of coaching posts, and I think that's another selling point. But my question is, 
Jan Jensen, she's been around for a long time. There's going to be a lot of opportunities, I would guess, in the coaching ranks. Could you see her looking around, looking for a head coaching role, or do you believe that she is solid? Is she Phil Parker? Right, that is happy to be an assistant and doesn't want everything else that comes along with being a head coach. I can confidently tell you that Jan Jensen's already turned down head coaching opportunities to go elsewhere. Mm -hmm. I think she is incredibly loyal. I don't even say loyal, but there's such a deep bond with with Lisa Bluter and the state of Iowa. I mean, these these two are lifers, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about what they've done for the state in general. I think they've been together, you know, 22, 23 years. I have a hard time seeing Jan Jensen go anywhere else. I think she's built a life here. I really just, I, I would struggle to find a spot where she would leave to go coach. It just, it, it doesn't add up to me. So, like, like a lot of other Iowa sports guys, it stays in the family, and uh, they're lifers. They, they, they stick around, and Iowa loves that sort of uh, stability. And I think Jen Jensen's as stable as they come. I mean, I think it's the same boat as, you know, a, a LeVar Woods to some extent. Obviously not as long, but, I mean, LeVar Woods has probably had several other opportunities to go elsewhere, and he's chosen to stay at Iowa. Um did you, uh, the McKenna Warnock, is she, she can come back? She could. She's going to dental school. I mean, right? it, I have heard that the chances of her changing her mind is minuscule. Is it? Yeah, it's still out there. And David, do you know if that would happen with those COVID bonus years that they're given? Does that count against your scholarship limit? I don't believe so. Yeah. I don't believe so. You get a waiver uh, for that. Mm-hmm. You get you get the waiver for it, and I still think just given based on the COVID rules, and I think we're finally about to. I think next year is the last year that we'll have to pay attention to all that madness. And obviously, the world's eyes are going to be on Caitlin Clark mm-hmm. to see if he comes back for a yep. fifth season. And I also think that's going to be a big selling point for Iowa in terms of what they can do in the future. And I was talking to a couple people before the national championship, and maybe I'm overblow, you know, overblowing this. If Iowa had won the national championship. I have a hard time seeing Kalen come back for a fifth year. Mm-hmm. I think Iowa losing the national championship could be the thing that keeps Caitlin Clark for two years at Iowa. Mm-hmm. And that's not me being in the know. That's just me thinking about it, and uh, it just it just makes sense to me. Who represents her? Do do, do we know that she's got um, you know a, a firm behind her? A um, I don't want to. I'm not minimizing anybody in Des Moines' abilities to do that. But let's be honest. Uh, you know, the money's coming from nationally is going to come from outside uh, of Central Iowa. It's going to be you know big brands. Who represents her? Do we know that, David? I don't think so. But given just kind of knowing Caitlin and, and interviewing her throughout the years, I have a hard time believing it would be anyone outside the state of Iowa, or at least has some ties to, to the university. Because Caitlin's very, very loyal to her family. She has a great relationship with her family. You think about her apparel company. Her apparel line is based out of Des Moines. She signed with Hy-Vee. She really didn't do a lot of these big deals right away, and that wasn't her goal when NIL started to become a thing. But now you look at she signed with Buick. She signed with Nike. She signed with Bose Headphones. But she really started her NIL stuff in the state of Iowa. So I have a very hard time believing that's out of the family, quote-unquote. There is other things going on. We have spring football. We have we the do? men's basketball. <laughs> it's it's crazy just how much. I mean, you see the clicks over there at 24-7. Uh. I, I know you how it is. We, we see the same thing, downloads of podcasts and the like, and just the sheer volume here. I do want to ask a men's basketball question, though, because they're heavily involved in the portal. What's the latest, David, that you can tell us about the men's basketball team that needs to find their own post player for next year? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been crazy on that end as well. But as you mentioned, everybody's been talking about Caitlin Clark, the women's team, and Angel Reese and that whole saga. Uh, no, there's a lot of things happening. I think Fran and them have done an excellent job in the portal thus far, just preparing to get guys on campus. Char and Sean Bach teased over the weekend. It became official last night. St. Francis, big man. Uh, Josh Cohen's going to visit Iowa, averaged 21 points, nine rebounds last year. I would also keep an eye on Jordan Miner. He's going to visit Iowa next week, Merrimack transfer forward. He is a great, great piece. I think he would fit in well with Iowa. And there's also a couple other names. Keep in mind, Bradley transfer, Rink Mast, and Valparaiso transfer, uh, Ben Creaky. And there's also a couple other names that they're tracking in the portal, and Iowa is still in the process of trying to get visits there as well. Uh, again, our own Sean Bach has had full breakdowns of all of this on our message board, et cetera, at HawkeyeInsider.com. You guys do a great job over there with the portal, both men's and women's at 247. David, thanks for jumping on. I uh, appreciate you doing this, and uh, we will uh, talk to you in the uh, weeks ahead. Thank you, David Eichel. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, I do. we appreciate having you. Thank you, David Eichel, uh, as we uh, talk a little bit more Hawks. All right. 12.45 on a Tuesday. We gave it the keyword. It's bills at kxno.com. Not sure if you can still get in on the 12 o'clock hour, but if it's too late, there's opportunities all afternoon. One, two, three, four, five o'clock hours with both Murph and Andy and then the drive with Heather and Sean. Trent's Plays of the Day. They are coming up. Uh, plays of the Day sponsored by Circus Sports. Before we go to break here, Trent Condell has spent a minute on Vision Financial Services. Our buddy over there, mm-hmm. Mike Hammond. Yes, folks, it's April. We've been telling you about it don't procrastinate if you still have and you don't have an idea what you're going to do as far as your taxes uh getting done it's it's more than taxes vision financial is we certainly know that their website is yourvisioniowa.com yourvisioniowa.com but if you're a small business you need some help uh in uh, investment uh, those type of things retirement mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Hammond and his team over there, Vision Financial Services, 515-440-1133 or yourvisioniowa.com, Trent. Do a great job. Been doing my taxes now for over a decade. And you think you see the pop-up shops, the big ones out there. Well, if I go to a private, you know, a small business, it's going to cost me an arm and leg. That's not the case. It is not going to be something that is going to be impactful on that case, too. It is cost-effective, and mm-hmm. he will do a great job. And most importantly, if something does go awry... You have somebody that'll actually be in that office and will continue to be there I for years I think 51 weeks out of the year, they take Ragbri off. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> but his wife, Jerry, do Ragbri every year. Uh, isn't there a? Isn't this an anniversary year of Ragbri? Did I, I see believe that? it is. I and they're hitting is. some big destinations. Are I they? saw the route, yeah, along the way. going to be a, a big party. You going to go on Ragbri this, this year? This might be the year, Trent. This is going to be the one, huh? Probably not. You don't have a bike. They need a bike? Yeah. yeah. Well, it helps. Yeah, then you I'm can just out. go for the drinking. Uh, Miller and Condon back with Trent's Plays of the Day. Circus Sports sponsor. What are you playing today? Baseball. Okay. We're back into it. Hockey? No. NBA? Eh. We'll uh-huh. see. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Helen Heather sent you in. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circus Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circusports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. 
right, final minute here on a uh, Tuesday. Miller and Condon, 106.3 KXNO Circus Sports Sponsors, Trent's Play of the Days. Plays of the Day. Go ahead. All right. So we, uh, we're jumping in baseball here. I'm going to grab the Diamondbacks. Gallon wasn't great in his first start. I think he's got to bounce back here against Darvish. We'll grab them plus 136. I'm going back to the well with Kikuchi, and I'm going to be laying the price. Minus 166 in Is that he one. That big, they that big of a yes. favorite. Uh, well, not a whole lot on the other side. Bubik will go yeah. to the lefty uh, for the Royals. Going with Scherzer again. He is, I think, adjusted very well to the pitch clock. I thought he was a guy that was going to struggle. Hasn't been the case. And I'm also going back to the well with the Orioles. Now, one thing here. I'm looking around. And again, on the Action Network app, if you have a bunch of sports books, you can add them all in there and it'll tell you the best price. Currently, you can get the Orioles at Circa at plus 131. The other price is out there. Plus 118, mm. plus 110, mm. plus 115. This is what we talk about. This is why you bet with Circa these kind of things. And they now do the Masters and yes. the difference there. It's unbelievable. The lowest theoretical hold out there. So that's what we have on that front in baseball. And one NBA pick. Yes, we're hitting the NBA one time. Give me the magic at home. They're getting five against the Cleveland Cavaliers. NBA has not been kind to me. College basketball is over. Decent start in baseball. We will get our feet underneath us and get ready for another season of betting. All right. Away we go. Murph and Andy in five minutes. The Drive with Heather and Sean at three. We're Miller and Condon. Weekdays, 11 to 1. On Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX. Hanno.